the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're sad, allow God to put a joy, a smile on your face. If you're married, give a good and warm greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good warm morning hug or welcome to your children and to all those who live with you. And do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday morning and contact friend so they can join in as well. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre, and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Praise the Lord, all ye nations. Glorify Him, all ye people. O God, come to my assistance. O Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Hallelujah. My dear friends, I want to greet you from the lands of Lebanon always. And um, I miss Colorado, as you can tell, and we have a lot of work to do, and I'm looking forward to come back home. Um, we want to pray today in a very special way. We are, you know, between two beautiful three feast days. We just are passing through in the um, apostolic churches, at least. You know, first of all, there is this beautiful feast of St. Nicholas, um, which was on um, December 6th. And then on December 8th, um, the church also celebrates a great feast day. It's the feast of the Immaculate Conception of the Virgin Mary. But then on December 12th, America, in a very special way, the continent, the entire continent, um, celebrates a wonderful miracle, a miracle that took place in 1531, actually on December 12th, between, between December 9 and December 12th, in Mexico, in um, an area that we call Guadalupe. And so it is a feast day of Nuestra Señora de Guadalupe, who is the sovereign patroness of the Americas. And also, believe it or not, um, for Catholics and uh, apostolics in the United States, the Immaculate Conception of Our Lady is the actual national cathedral name of uh, the Catholic Church in the U.S. And it is located in Washington, D.C. It shares a little bit near the campus uh, with uh, um, the Catholic University in Washington, D.C. Um, so we live in a nice, beautiful time. It's okay to celebrate personalities, at least if, if, if we're Christians and yet we don't share the same uh, uh, devotional devotional uh, doctrines uh, about Our Lady, the Virgin Mary, with the Catholic Church, with the Orthodox Church, with the Apostolic Church. However, um, we can still connect in the spirit of Christmas to the family of Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus had a mother, and that's her. That's the Virgin Mary. Mary, the mother of our Lord. Mary, the mother of Jesus. Mary, as the church calls her, in its great uh, um, council in Ephesus, 
um, the Theotokos, or the bearer of God, the mother of God. Um, with these being in mind, we want to pray through her intercession and the intercession of St. Nicholas and uh, the intercession um, of St. Juan Diego, Juan Diego, to whom Our Lady appeared in 1531, between December 9 and again on December 12. Um, we want to pray and we want to ask the Lord to remain with his uh, people. And remember, um, our prayer will be today in the book of Isaiah the prophet, chapter 38, verse 10 to 14. You know, um, basically, the anguish of a dying man and joy in his restoration. And the reason why I want to pray this from the book of Isaiah the prophet, chapter 38, again, verse 10 to 14, is to let you know that any time in the history of the humanity, Jesus revealed himself. Um, the angel Gabriel came and he appeared to the Virgin Mary according to the Holy Gospels when he told her, Hail um, uh, Mary, uh, the Lord is with you and from you will come the Holy One of Israel. Because any time humanity is about to die, God breaks you through with the sunlight from heaven, with hope from heaven, with restoration from heaven. And therefore, let us pray with uh, Isaiah, the prophet, chapter 38. Once I said, in the moon time of life, I must depart to the gates of the netherworld. I shall be consigned for the rest of my years. I said, I shall see the Lord no more in the land of the living. No longer shall I behold my fellow man among those who dwell in the world. My dwelling, like a shepherd's tent, is struck down and borne away from, from me. You have folded up my life like a weaver who severs the last thread. Day and night you give me over to torment. I cry out until the dawn. Like a lion, he breaks all my bones. Day and night you give me over to torment. My friends, with us um, from Lebanon on this Zoom link is uh, a good friend since university days in Lebanon. Uh, Father Johnny Arai. Father Johnny is um, a Maronite priest, and um, we are the promotion of the 2000s. So basically, we were the new millennia uh, priests in, in Lebanon. We were like about 40, 40, some of us. And Father Johnny is now um, a judge and in um, a, a Maronite tribunal, of course, in Lebanon. And he is also a parish priest um, in the Diocese of Juni. And with us is Jacqueline from Lebanon as well, our operation uh, manager. Um, I want to say to Father Johnny, good Sunday morning to you, Father Johnny. Good morning. Father Johnny, um, it's a pleasure to have you, first of all, for the first time on a show in Colorado. You have a lot of Coloradans want to listen to you and um, hear a little bit about the reason why I chose uh, this uh, chapter from the book of Isaiah. Uh, again, can you imagine that a person is praying to God and he's telling him, you have... You have a chewed me, basically, just like, like, a, like, like a lion chews bones. Um, uh, Lebanon families, I want to go straight to the point. The families in Lebanon are in crisis. And the families in Lebanon are being chewed like by monsters. I mean, we're being broken under the teeth of giant monsters. I see a lot of suffering. Um, why is the family suffering in Lebanon, Father John? رح أحكي بالعربي شوي لأنه بالإنجليزي اللي زمان مش هيك. I like to speak in English because in a long time I have not spoken in English. Yeah. هي إلى الأثر الكبير 
the family actually has a major influence and an impact on the entire creation, on the labor of the man, to the life of the man, and uh, to the society where the man lives, dwells, abides, grow up, and dies. Continue, Father Johnny, and I will translate. Go ahead. And the family today in Lebanon also is suffering not only that the social system is collapsing around it and the economic system is collapsing around it, but there is no support from the public institution of the government. The government must have institutions to work in support of the family, which is a nucleus of society. And unfortunately, due to political corrupt system and um, other difficulties, the public institutions are failing in supporting the family. Go ahead, Father John. Furthermore, also came the economic collapse, the banking crisis in Lebanon, whereas a family who had some funds or personal accounts, all their accounts were seized by the Lebanese government and by the and, and caused by, by, by the banking collapse that happened in Lebanon. So if a family is to basically pay its bills for medicine, for education, for their children, today the family has become completely broken and it can no longer access its funds. It is, it is able to access some limited funds, but not all the funds that it has already deposited in the banking system. And this is also a greater crisis. Father Joni, um, the um, the nucleus the nucleus of of the church as well of the church as well is the family right we call the family the first church or the home the home the church I, I did notice in Lebanon uh, we, we have now we have now in somehow two two sides of a church there is a suffering family in Lebanon and it is still a family of believers but also there are um, and somehow um, institutions inside the church that are suffering as well. So our spiritual family is suffering. Churches, parishes, like yours, for instance, um, like many other parishes, you know, our common friend, Father George, um, he has four or five parishes. And, and I could tell, like, many of them did not even have tiles in the churches. We went up to the mountain. Some of them don't have windows to be able to close their windows. And it started snowing. Um, a few weeks back when we celebrated Masses. Well, first of all, um, what kept the faith of the Christian family in Lebanon despite all these economic attacks, political attacks, financial attacks, spiritual attacks, and unfortunately, attacks against our faith as a Christians? What keeps the family going in Lebanon as a Christian family? شو اللي بيخلي العائلة بلبنان تستمر برغم من كل المصاعب كعائلة مسيحية العائلة من بعد كل هالتعب كيف هالعائلة عم تقدر تكمل مسيحيا؟ العيال المؤمنة يلي عم تشتغل أو مش عم تشتغل وفعلا عم تتكل على العناية الإلهية والعناية الإلهية عم تستعمل أشخاص أو مؤسسات حتى من خلالها يكون عندهم شوية مصاري يشتروا فيها الدواء أو يصلون أكل 
In fact, the families in Lebanon are believers. Families who believe, in fact, they are suffering, it is true. But believe it or not, Father, they count on the um, whether whether they, they, they are able to provide for their families or not able to provide. At the end, they count on the divine providence. And that's the mystery of our faith in Lebanon, that Christian families in Lebanon still count just like you count on math, they count on the divine providence of God. They say God will provide for us. And on top of this, add to this, and I think it's a response to that faith of these people in the divine providence, God sends those institutions, NGOs, um, ministries, humanitarian agencies, not-for-profits, and they actually take a load off of the family shoulders, and then somehow they succeed um, uh, easing the suffering of these families and allowing them and helping them to provide amidst those difficulties and tribulations. Go ahead, Father Joni. However, we see at the same time that other families, unfortunately, are acting as if they are in shock and they are depressed. And uh, for these individuals or uh, this type of uh, people in Lebanon, they went the wrong way. They went the wrong way. They started finding or looking for ways that are not moral, not ethical, or even illegal, um, and using uh, somehow the corrupt ways in order to survive this existential um, crisis. Um, and that's a shocking thing for us. But yes, Lebanon today suffers um, because of the corruption, uh, the initial one, a response that made that is made out of corruption at the same time. Uh, but this is a fact you have in Lebanon. Um, Jacqueline, um, you're a mother and when I greet you, welcome on, on the show again and again. Thank you. Um, the, the, the mission of Hope and Mercy uh, has a programs for the families. Um, can you tell us a little bit in our Christmas project, um, what, what will the mission be doing for families, at least, during this Christmas time? Uh, yes, Father. Uh, as, uh, as you all well know now, uh, we take care of many departments in our, uh, in our mission. Uh, concerning families, uh, we're taking care of providing them with food. Uh, we're taking care of providing them with medical assistance. And also we're taking care of the educational part uh, for their kids, so we're trying to cover uh, these. Uh, we're trying to cover these uh, these uh, programs now concerning the families in Lebanon. I wanna um, I wanna ask you, Father Joni, um, you have a parish, and you sent us a letter um, about many many of the families in your own parish. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the situation in your own parish, for instance? أنا إلي كم شهر عم بتعرف على على الرعيه عم باخذ معهم مواعيد اكيد حتى شوف حالتهم الروحيه النفسيه الصحيه وحتى ادرس حاجاتهم يلي بده اكل يلي بده دواء يلي بده مصاري يلي بده شغل وعم باخذ نوتس وعم برجع بعمل فولو اب حتى اتابع هالعيال يلي عندهم حاجات in the last few months, Father, I have decided uh, and somehow to go through some investigation in my own parish, and I decided to meet with all the families of my parish, one by one. 
And um, in my um, uh, questions to them, um, I checked on their economic situation, spiritual situation, first of all, economic situations, their social needs, educational needs, their medical needs. And I started forming my own database of families in need. And uh, of course, this is how we came in contact with the mission of Hope and Mercy. Go ahead, Abuna Fik Kamel. Falizelik Amtiba Mahanes will not be Hajetum, other Almustata, will it the Malet, Testachdem, Ashkas, or Mugasasid, Hatta Michelela, Halenil, Ilehi, Tamil support, Tamil Dafa, Lahal Ayal, Wedim in Halmosasid, Hadritkon. مؤسستهم ارسليتهم ارسليت الديسي رفقه يلي مش بالصدفه التقينا من كم شهر and this is how uh, we uh, we we got in touch with um, the mission of hope and mercy it's one of the signs of the divine providence um, it wasn't a coincidence it was uh, like a designed plan um, uh, from god because i am now following up with these families i am building a program uh, per family for each of these families one by one at a time and I started contacting many of the non-for-profits and many of the NGOs uh, ministries and other uh, institutions that are capable and able to help and uh, this is how we came in touch with uh, the mission of hope and mercy Father Johnny if you were to highlight in numbers how many families you think we're talking about um, first of all how many families you have in your own parish is there a statistic? What, what is the number of, of the parishioners in general? To give an idea to our American friends, how big is, is a normal parish size in Lebanon? Well, the number of populations in my parish are about 800 people. وعندي حوالي 70 أو 80 عائلة محتاجة بس قدمت لكم رسالة أنا ب 26 عائلة يلي تقريبا wow. إني 55 شخص amongst, amongst 800 families or eight, amongst 800 people actually as a head count not families I have about 70 families who are in need for help However, when I presented an appeal to the mission of hope and mercy, I took the most in need. I took about 25 families or 50 families. Uh, is it 50 families Abuna, or 25 families? Uh, 25 families, about 50 people. 26 families. Okay, 26 families. Yes, yes. وأنا إلي سئة فيكم بهالشغل يلي هو شفاف ويلي هو واضح ويلي هو فعلا برضا الله and I presented to the mission of hope and mercy a complete and detailed census that contains the names, the ages, um, the physical address of the, of, the, of the people where they live and their phone numbers um, and I also um, um, submitted to the mission of hope and mercy the list of the various needs that those 26 families are in need for. And I am comfortable. I am very happy with your services. Um, I trust in God and in your ability to be able to help us. This makes me very comfortable that you're going to provide some, some help for us. Um, Abuna Joni, in, in, Lebanon, in Lebanon, there is a problem of divorce, fee divorce problem. We call it annulment church-wise, but there is a divorce problem. Families are suffering relationally 
um, what causes usually in general in Lebanon? We, we didn't used to have high divorce rates, right? Was, was Lebanon amongst countries with high divorce rates? Or when did this change? Because today the divorce rate in Lebanon is like, I don't know, 27%, 23%, if I'm not mistaken, between 23 and 27% uh, divorce. Uh, Christian families, I, I do not want you to speak about your job, and of course you don't, but as an, as an assessment, as, as a teacher um, in, in canon law, I know you tweet marriage cases, for instance. Do you see the Christian family will suffer more and more in divorce rates, or there is a way to stop the divorces? In Lebanon, we have 18 different confessions and we have 12 religious groups represented. One of them is the Maronite Church. I can only tell you some senses in the Maronite Church, for instance. Wow, this is really key and important thing Father Johnny is talking about. And in my experience, he's saying, um, without speaking about any professional um, work I do, but in my experience, um, many, many or most of the cases are presented uh, for annulment, for separation um, in, in, in our ecclesiastic tribunal. They are presented based on a psychological ground. It's a psychological ground um, that is now being a major cause, used as a cause for this separation in family, whether we call it divorce or we call it annulment um, in, in a church um, um, canon law. Th- this is important, Father Johnny. What makes the family psychologically stressed out. Surely, بخلي العائلة psychologically this much under stress. هو مش مش موضوع يكون under stress طبعاً الزواج. شايك أصدق؟ Right. So he's saying um, it doesn't have to be the stress the reason for this psychological ground. It could be other things. He's saying yes, you're right. So it's not it's not the stress you're saying that is the cause for this psychological ground. نحن في بالانون مجموعه قوانين الكنائس الشرقيه في الانون رقمه 818 البند 3 بيحكي عن بطلان الزواج يلي باساسه لا قدره نفسيه لا قدره نفسيه على القيام بموجبات الزواج الاساسيه وهيدي شيك هيدي ما بتكون جاي من بعد الزواج هيدي عند الروتس من قبل الزواج واو so father johnny is saying i'm referring basically to a canon law number 818 uh, paragraph 13 in which uh, we refer to um, a ground for annulment is the psychiatrist or psychological incapacity incapacity and usually such a psychological incapacity is a argument or it's a condition that is um, existent before the marriage. It doesn't just show up after the marriage. It's actually something that happens before marriage. Um, Father Johnny, um, um, we have we have about a minute before we uh, just... It's good to introduce the people um, uh, to the family. I wanted to leave us 
with uh, a little bit of hopeful, um, a hopeful note about the church in Lebanon as a family. Um, is the church in Lebanon still strong? Is the church in Lebanon still strong? Is the church able to face all these challenges? But the church has two wings. There is the human wing and there is the divine wing. And in a major world of hope, we see that in the reality of our church, the divine wing comes always to the assistance of the weak uh, and sometimes... Uh, deteriorated, sometimes uh, it needs to be restored, the human wing of the church. And it's something beautiful to watch that how in Lebanon there is always this divine wing that comes in restoration to assist with the, with the human wing of the church, which is sometimes in suffering. That, that's beautifully said, Abu Najoni. I, I want to I wanna thank you. This is something to actually meditate upon and contemplate we people in the United States Remember that as, as a family, uh, now we're coming to Christmas time. If we are under crisis, if we have a problems in our lives, we can count on our divine wing, what Father Johnny is telling us. It is good to remind ourselves that we have God in heaven and we have us and God here on earth. So when we are in our weakness, we are in our loneliness, we are in our lowest mode of operate apparatus, as we say, to be able to operate in our life. Remember that we can always call upon the name of the Lord, and he will save us from the jaw of the lion. This is Father Andre and a mission of hope and mercy on this uh, beautiful Sunday with Father Johnny um, Arai, uh, a priest and a friend uh, from Lebanon, talking about the crisis of the family. At this Christmas time, I ask you one more time, as you heard a little bit of the programs we're doing uh, when Jacqueline spoke about them, whether for food or for Christmas gifts, we have about... 1,500 children, we have 1,000 families and more. We would like to send food, Christmas gifts, and you heard a little bit about the families and Father Johnny's St. Joseph Maronite Parish as well. Um, I would love for you to listen to the conclusion of the show uh, once we break um, out um, for this Sunday. And please don't forget to assist in the work of the mission of Hope and Mercy. And may God bless us all protect us from all evil and give us great preparation for the upcoming of our Lord and Savior, the Immanuel, the Lord Jesus Christ. And have a good Sunday. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 9.30 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.